0: Hello everyone. Hi, uh, my name is uh, Luke John Louise, the host of the Deep Voice Man Show. I want to thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, we have a, a treat in store for you folks. Uh, our guest is Rod Bourne, and uh, he is a mediocrity disruptor, strategic planner, a professional speaker, trainer, and MC. And is he, He's also the author of an upcoming book called Down, Set, Lead. And uh, he's uh, very good at uh, guiding and helping uh, C-level folks and um, organizations and cultures to uh, level up and operate at a higher rate of performance. So uh, we're very lucky that uh, Rod, was able to, uh, Rod was able to carve out some time in his busy schedule to sit down and have a chat with us. So I'm very happy to have you here. And uh, he's, uh, he not only just helps uh, folks, but he helps people to um, – develop great cultures uh, that can lead to success for individuals and teams alike. So, um, you know, I'm I'm very happy to have you here. So uh, I guess to start off, uh, Rod, can you, uh, I guess, tell us about your background and how you first gravitated towards doing what you do today?
1: Yeah, Luke. And again, thank you so much for taking time to have me on. I really appreciate it and the work that you do. Um, My background, real quick, I was in human resources for my first career i tell people that's why i don't have hair anymore 15 years of doing investigations and you know working with people in their 30s 40s and 50s who are acting like three four and five-year-olds who can't play nice in the sandbox and um and you know after a a while of that i said okay I'm, i'm done with this Uh, It it was a good career. I learned a lot. Uh, I I think everyone should have to spend some time in HR, just like I think uh, young people should spend time in uh, the service industry, the food
2: industry, to
1: see what the world is like. Um, But um, then I uh, I went into higher ed for a little bit. I worked at a college, and I headed up uh, workforce development efforts there with them, and uh, had a a very enjoyable run with that. I spent a lot of time doing uh, contract training with them, and then a few years ago, I decided you know I would rather do this on my own. so I went out and I created my company uh, and I've had an awesome, awesome time uh, working with individuals, coaching them, uh, working with organizations, helping them uh, be intentional about cultural building and um One of the things I love doing the most is creating in-house mentoring programs and uh, facilitating them, not necessarily doing the mentoring myself, but guiding the organization in in having their own in-house mentor program. And that's kind of how I got to where I am today.
0: Wonderful. And and thank you so much for sharing your story. It's interesting that you said that you worked in uh, HR, uh, for 15 yep. years, a decade and a half. And I guess when you work in uh, human resources, you learn a lot about humans, right? <laughs> so You
1: do, uh, and human behavior, and the craziness <laughs> that folks will do and get away with. And right. I, I, I think, that, you know, not to cut you off, but I mean, that really kind of started getting in my head as to, you know, when you, uh, you know, you can intentionally build culture, and it's all about the leadership. Really,
2: what it all boils down to.
0: Okay, and you help folks obviously to become better leaders uh, as an executive coach and whatnot, and helping teens to get to that higher level. I'm curious. Now, you said before you worked at a um, at a college where you probably had a better experience, right? And doing yep. uh, you know doing what you're sort of doing now, but you were working for someone else. But you wanted to take that leap to become employed to self-employed. And that's, right. I guess, sort of scary for folks, right? And But you were able to do that. and
1: Yeah, it's very scary to go out on your own. Um, I, I work with entrepreneurs a lot, and, um, and I, I have very vivid memories of, you know, the, uh, key moments as I was deciding what I was going to do, how I was going to do it, and, um, you know, I... I I'm going to apologize now, Luke, because I talk an awful lot about the importance of mentors, but it's because I had informal mentors who gave me confidence that, uh, that I took the leap. And I think that's what everybody needs to look to do.
0: Wow. And I think that's amazing. You know, I always tell people that the number one key to success is is other people. Right. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I, you, I think you might, of course, I think you would agree to some extent. And uh, something about, you know, when you have other people around holding you accountable, giving you tailored, direct, um, you know, customized feedback in real time, right? And uh, mm-hmm. it, it's so different from if, as opposed to if you were reading a book or whatnot. And, you, oh, know, yeah. a book can't, you know, a book can't, unfortunately, hold you accountable. It has a lot of great information, but a book is not a, an actual person. It's an inanimate object. So uh, it, it's tough to do it with just a book alone, although some people, you know, do, um, you know, the, the do-it-yourselfers, right, uh, who think they don't need a higher coach can
2: <laughs> do that and,
0: and succeed. But it, it isn't the case for um, most of the time. I would imagine, you know, there's so many books out there with great information on how to be on how to be a better leader and whatnot. But unfortunately, um what happens with a lot of these books, people buy them but it the information in them doesn't really get implemented for whatever reason. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, it it's interesting because uh there's a I had a guest who came on who told me uh who, who told me the phrase shelf help and
2: uh, <laughs> and uh it, it always went uh-huh.
0: with me. You like that, right? Shelf help. So um yeah. yep. I'm curious now, obviously, you've been chugging along uh, as a coach and a trainer, helping people to become better leaders and helping teams to develop, obviously, uh, better cultures and whatnot. Uh, can you talk to us about the current state of executive coaching and training and, and what challenges has the pandemic posed, if any?
1: You know, I have found, as I've grown in in this, that um, there – it's, it's a relatively healthy field, and I think it's that way, Luke, because more and more people are realizing, just like you said, you know, you really can't successfully go it alone. And you can try to, you know, use that shelf help. Um, and books are awesome. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, one of my friends uh, gave me a great quote the other day that uh, leaders are readers because, um, you know, and, and especially books because books are very well thought out. It's not to take away from blogs. It's not to take away from magazine articles. They're important. They're a great way to get, you know, quick snippets. But leaders or readers, I, I think, is key. Um, but I think that more and more people, especially because of the pandemic, they are really like, "Hey, am I happy doing what I'm doing? How can I get better?" And uh, I think because of that, um, more people are considering and actually moving ahead and connecting with a coach.
0: Absolutely. And I think there's been a a big explosion uh, in people wanting to be a coach. And uh, so because I think so many people understand it's so important. And I liked how you said how leaders are readers. I think that's so true. Uh, Some of the most successful Mm -hmm. people read tons of books. Like Bill Gates, he reads a lot of books. Um, and it's, you know, it's so critical to stay on top of things and whatnot. Uh, you can never yep. read enough books, in my opinion. And not only do you have to read books once, but you have to actually reread them several times to fully
2: uh, yeah. absorb
0: that material. And uh, I, so I later have, on, um,
1: yeah. No, no right. I was just going to say, um, I have friends that laugh at me because I will highlight as I'm reading, <laughs> uh, you know, just like I did in college. But, you know, if you know, if you find something that you really like, you know you highlight it, and that way you're like, "All right, I need to go back to that book, and oh, it was like a third of the way in and but you know if you highlight it, bam, you find it nice and easy, and it just kind of pushes the the restart button for you
0: absolutely and uh i'm I'm definitely a fan of highlighting uh books, and uh you know I don't really write into in the pages or or you know dog or earmark or wh- whatever you call it right. the, you know fold them but i i definitely love to highlight. Have you ever had a situation where you've highlighted um, some things and you notice that you highlighted the whole page and you're thinking to yourself, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> should I have done that? I don't know. I uh, Yeah, I yeah, that.
1: yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess I really like that one <laughs> a lot, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that tends to happen. And you notice when you reread a book that you had highlights in, do you, do you add more highlights? Does that happen?
1: Sometimes. Um, you know, one of the things, one of the tricks that, Actually, my father taught me. He was a reading teacher, a reading instructor. He taught adults how to read, was to actually write down what you're reading. And, you know, and, you, know you can put it in your own words. You can put it down verbatim, you know, copy exactly what the words, because it just helps with retention. Uh, it helps it to sink in if you're actually writing down what you see and you'll remember it that much more. And then you can create your own notebook of awesome thoughts from other books
0: Right. Absolutely. And uh, I love that actually writing down, you know, having a journal and and writing down certain things, maybe writing down the key points and you could actually look over those key points you wrote down and that could also restart certain things and also help your attention as well. Uh, I think that's actually great advice and, uh, something that I'll definitely uh, follow of course. And obviously you're coming out with your own book. So, uh, you're definitely a, a big, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure a believer in books and books help you to reach more people than you could, particularly on your own. Uh, and yeah. so I think books are definitely, uh, a key, uh, it's not to be all end all like a lot of people think, but it's definitely part of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I'm, I'm, so it's interesting how you talked about the current state of affairs. Uh, I'm curious, where do you see things going in the future? And where do you see yourself in that future?
1: I think that, it's going to continue to grow. I, I think that the uh, the number of professionals that are out there that are willing to consider taking on a coach, I think that's going to continue to grow. I think it's going to become um, not necessarily the norm, but a lot more commonplace. And I think that the real key to this, Luke, is being honest with yourself. And the best – I, I guess um, kind of picture I can paint with this is that you know there are a lot of coaches out there already, um, that's, and that's not to dissuade anybody who's thinking about going into the field. But you know, when when you're going out to buy a car, you buy a car because you really like it. You really like the feel of it. You really like the look of it. And there are lots of other cars that will. You know, what is what's the purpose of a car? Getting you from point A to point B, and there, and it's the same thing about coaches, same thing, you know, about a lot of things in life. There are a lot of options out there, but the person is going to select the one that they feel comfortable with. And you know, whether you're a coach, whether you're a consultant, I think it's important to keep that in mind: is that you can't be the end all and be all to everyone. You may think that you know a lot and you've got lots of great tricks uh, to help people out, and you may very well, but understand that because of who you are as a person, because of who you are as a coach, people look at you, and they're like, I either really like them, or I kind of like them, or "Ah, I don't need, you know, I I feel better with somebody else, and it's just being comfortable in your own skin, and I think that both the person being coached has to be honest with themselves that way, is to, Mm -hmm. you know, I I want someone, you know, this is what I want to be when I grow up, right? You know, whether you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, this is what I want to be when I grow up. That's what you should constantly be kind of having in your mind. And you need to find someone who's a good match for you. And so for me personally, it is just delving more and more into what it is that I like to do and how I like to do it. I am not the kind of person who is going to walk into a really stuffy uh, C-suite in his impeccable suit, and use you know six-syllable words to get something done. I'm the kind of person who loves to have fun. I use humor to make my points pretty often, mm-hmm. um, and and it shows I think in what I do. I'm the kind of person that uses explanation points kind of regularly when they write emails yeah, right. or texts or whatever because I'm excited about what it is that we're talking about or I want to make a point or I want to get them excited. Um, and so that's certainly not going to sing to everybody out there, but there's a segment out there that that's going to sing to. And so I think it's just being honest to myself just as I encourage people to be honest to themselves as they are considering what coach they might want to ultimately go with.
0: Wonderful, uh, and thank you so much for that. It's interesting how you talked about uh, in the future that there's going to be an increased need for coaches. I think um, you know the more, more and more people are realizing that with a coach, you uh, succeed and you know in, uh, with leaps and bounds as opposed to doing it on your mm-hmm. own. Uh, there's a huge learning curve that you get past. It, I've heard stories of people getting tons of fast results and progress with a coach than they could have uh, on their own. And you know, it's it's interesting that and you know a lot of the greats had coaches. I, I my understanding is that Michael Jordan had like twelve coaches, right?
2: Yeah, <laughs> which is yeah.
0: interesting <laughs> to say the least. And uh, so and so I think coaches are going to become way more commonplace. I mean, you know, I believe that there was sort of a stigma with uh, the idea of having a coach. You know, a life coach was funny because you know years ago no one ever ever heard of a life coach, right? Right. And, right. Yeah. <laughs> now they're very abundant and commonplace and so yeah
1: um, yeah and and, and, and to your point real quick, you know about Michael Jordan having twelve coaches, so um you know there's there's nothing wrong with having um different coaches, whether it's at different times of your life or at the same time. you could have multiple coaches, same thing with with mentors, you could have multiple mentors going on in your life, influencing you, helping you at any one time, so. Um, You know, if you're like, well, I've got this one for, you know, my my personal life. I've got this one for my career. Uh, You know, uh, whatever happens to fit well for you at that time, that's what's right. Mm
0: -hmm. Absolutely. And uh, it's it's interesting you said that people have multiple cultures, coaches for different things. You know, I had a guest on the show who told me that she had a, a LinkedIn coach, a sales coach, uh, you know a whole bunch of you know she was going down the list, yeah. and I was like, Wow um you know uh, that 's amazing i didn 't even know there was a linkedin coach uh but apparently yeah. oh, yeah, there is oh yeah they 're
1: out there <laughs> they 're out there,
0: yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know it's it's interesting because now you mentioned before the the car and how so many people have different options. It's like a smorgasbord, yep. a buffet of different things that people can choose from, and obviously finding someone uh, you know who, who's a good fit for you. And it works both ways, right? The coach has to yep. want to work with you, and the and vice versa.
1: Absolutely. And
0: Right, and and you talked a lot about your style because um, you talk, you know, when you're selling yourself as a coach, you're selling you, right? You're, you talked about you exactly. have that humor. You use the exclamation points. You don't use all these, you know, long. You're not long and drawn out or verbose or whatnot. And uh, so, and I think a lot of clients, um, you know, uh, would per, you know prefer that, and that's why they go with you, of course, and whatnot. So it's all about obviously it comes down to selling yourself and and, and whatnot and uh finding out huh? who's the right fit for you and and vice versa so um now I'm curious now um you know we we've been talking about the, the benefits of coaching and whatnot uh, what would you um say to someone who feels they don't think what you do is necessary and want and 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 you know they think they can perhaps do it on their own why why should they pay someone money to I don't know, tell them what to do or whatnot, and they can just figure it out?
1: Well, it kind of touched on this a little bit, but, uh, you know, it, it's the, uh, you know, don't knock it till you try it. Um, you know, I, but you've met them, I've met them. There are people out there who think that their poop doesn't stink, um, that they, um, you know, that they don't need it. And my response to that, Luke, is just that, you know what? Um, if if you're going to grow, it's so much easier if you have a guide. And, um, you know, instead of reinventing the freaking wheel, go to the person who's built the wheel, who's tried the wheel, who's sold the wheel, has got the T-shirt that they did all that. Um, you know, you, you don't know something until you try it. You know, you don't know what something tastes like until you try it. You don't know what something – I mean, you don't know what people can do until you hmm. give them the opportunity to do it. And, um, you know, for me, it, it doesn't bother me if a person doesn't want to work with me. Uh, you know, uh, like you just said, you know, it has to be it has to be a healthy relationship. The person who's being coached has to – have an affinity for the person you know, you know has to like them for some reason has to feel that connection you know, this is the reason why i chose that car over that car um and but the coach has to be the same um you know there have been times in my life where i've had to tell clients either whether i'm coaching them or i'm consulting them that i don't know that we can slash should move forward here um because it's not working for me um and uh, you know, it's not to say that the person's bad. It's not to say the company is, you know, bad. But, uh, you know, there are just times when, as a service provider, uh, you know, and, and there are probably going to be people who are, who are listening to this, shaking their heads like, yeah, I've had to fire clients before. And just because it, it, it's not working anymore for a myriad of reasons, um, and you're better off walking away from the relationship than trying to make it work and straining it and just beginning to make it bad instead of good.
0: Absolutely. I think that's great advice. Obviously uh you're not going to be a right fit for everyone and you know there's enough business for uh for everyone out there. So you don't you know not one coach isn't going to coach the, the the tens of millions of people out there uh and then the market's been you know growing by leaps and bounds and it's hardly saturated at all so uh, there's enough business for everyone, and obviously, you know, if you uh, have a network of coaches, and perhaps you, know, you, you meet someone who's not a good fit for you, you can perhaps maybe refer them out to another coach who might be a better yeah. fit. Um, you know, seems like you know, great idea, and then maybe coaches can send you know folks your way and whatnot. I'm sure you're probably already doing that already, of course.
1: Yeah. And, um, yeah. You know. I I, so, you know, I I love I love connect and. If I find someone who, um, you know, needs something or I, 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 it immediately pops to my line, oh, wow, i got to introduce Luke to so-and-so because, you know, the, the, man, they're working on, on the same line and, you know, they could, you know, make an entirely new awesome world if, if I put these two people together. You know, I, I kind of believe in karma a little bit and if I, mm-hmm. you know, if I put people together – Maybe on Friday, I get three green lights on the way home. I, you know.
2: Oh, absolutely. It, it,
1: it, it just, it it, it it, makes no sense to hold back whatever it is you're doing. Just go do the right thing. And if the right thing means that you turn down somebody, don't feel bad about that. Don't feel bad about that.
2: Absolutely.
0: And uh, I totally agree with you. I, I get a joy from connecting folks as well. And, uh, you know, people have called me a, a master connector. And, uh, I believe yeah, it. We
2: actually,
0: <laughs> absolutely. Thank you for that. And, you know, uh, I met you through a, a mutual uh, connection. Um, his name was Mike yeah. Malsteller. Yeah, I had him as a guest on the show. He's an, an excellent uh, business coach. Uh, Mike is great. Art. Yes. You know, I, I love Mike a lot. He's amazing. And, uh, you know, so... Uh he you know, he was on the show and then he introduced me to you of course and, and that's how it kinda all works and that's how I get yep. a lot of my guests. They're introductions from other people that I know. And um so I you know, I'm totally um you know, with that and, and, and whatnot. And that's why I love to network and connect uh, folks and uh, so but yep. I'm curious now, um, you know, you kinda touched on this already that uh, there's a lot of cars out there. And, um, you know, there's uh, lots to choose from, a smorgasbord, so to speak. And there's uh-huh. so many coaches out there. Uh, some coaches are um, are probably very good. Some might be mediocre. It's funny about being a coach. Yeah. You can wake up tomorrow and say, hey, I'm a coach. You know, <laughs> you don't have to go to well, school. yeah, uh,
1: there are some you people know? that do do that.
0: Yeah. And,
1: yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, th- that is something, uh, you know, I-, I think both the need and the options, uh, you know, the, the- as we've talked about, I think more and more people are open to the possibility of having and taking on a coach. I think there are more people out there that want to fancy themselves a coach. I think you're right that there are you – know, because those numbers are growing, that means that the pot of uh, mediocre coaches are growing, and you just have to kind of have your BS signal up and you know, really um, you know, ask the right questions. Uh, when you're considering someone as a coach, um, your coach, uh, you know, there there are many good coaches out there who have certificates. There are many very good coaches out there who have no certificates. And, uh, you know, like, all right, well, tell me about your background. It, it's just like interviewing somebody for a job that you have at your company. Like, tell me about yourself and what makes you so awesome. And you give the person that opportunity. And, and don't hold against you, just as you wouldn't hold against it, um, somebody, if they don't have a particular degree, uh, you know, I mean, certifications are nice. They might be useful, but just because somebody doesn't have one, um, you know, a couple of coaches that I've had, uh, you know, I, I would ask them, all right, so, uh, you know, what's your coaching credential? And I'll never forget this one. He's an older gentleman. His name is Wayne, and I love Wayne, and Wayne was awesome at what he did. And he said, I went to the school of hard knocks. And I was like, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, so, so don't have it in the front of your mind that you're automatically going to discount any coach who doesn't have a particular certificate. Because there are lots of certificates out there. There are lots of people printing them. Uh, some of them, you know, are, are fine. Some of them aren't worth the paper they're printed on. Um, but, you You know, just that one example I have of of Wayne, um, he was the right person at the right time for me to have as a coach, and I just loved him. And that response that he had, you know, my credentials as I graduated from the school of hard knocks, I absolutely loved that.
0: Amazing. And, and, and thank you so much for sharing your story. And and Wayne obviously was the right fit for you, of course. And I love how he said he went to the school of hard knocks. Um, that's a, yep. a great school to go to, to, uh, to learn what you need to learn, of course. And so, uh, you know, so, uh, you, know you, you sometimes learn more in that school than going to a oh, yeah. fancy smancy uh, expensive, you know, thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars tuition uh, type uh, Ivy league players oh, and yeah. whatnot. Oh <laughs> so, Yeah. Uh I, I'm curious. Now, obviously, there's so many um, coaches out there and, and whatnot, but I guess to sort of um, plug yourself a little bit, you know, what competitive advantage um, do you have as a coach? You know, how do you stand out in terms of, you know, what makes you perhaps better than some of the other coaches out there? Now, I know you talked about how your style of your humor and your personality and whatnot, uh, but if you could just yep. add on to that.
1: I, I think that the big leg up that I have is um, the fact that, my, I have a degree in organizational development, Johns Hopkins, and that was a wonderful program. And my human resources background, I, I've, I learned so much. It's kind of like the, the quote, you know, from Wayne, you know, the School of Hard Knocks. I learned an awful lot about culture, cultural building, um, as I was developing our organizations in the various progressive uh, positions I had in human resources. And so when I'm sitting down talking with someone about, uh, you know, I I have that question, you know, what is it you want to be when you grow up, whether it's a person or whether it's an organization. When your organization grows up, what do you want it to be like? Um, I know what it takes, and, uh, you know, I have some tools that I really like to use that um, I'm a visual person, and I love literally drawing things out help explain uh, to business owners, C-suite folks, um, to individuals, this is how the plan works. And um, I I think I'm, for the most part, a really good teacher, Luke, and I think that my ability to teach people to, number one, explain what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, why we're going to do it, and then to be able to go in and actually make that happen using the tools that I do, I, I think that that gives me a competitive edge.
0: Wonderful, and thank you so much for sharing that. It's interesting you talked about your experience, obviously, working in HR and in other areas, and uh, you also talked about how you went to John Hopkins, uh, in, in an amazing uh, school and whatnot. And uh, so yep. you have that life experience, right? You have that um, you know, the fancy-smancy school experience we talked about. <laughs> yep, yep. But, uh,
2: <laughs>
0: Yeah. Got it, that. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, you got both. So it's interesting. You talked a lot. You have the right kind of questions that you give folks to kind of probe and find out what's going on. You talk about what do you want to do when you want to grow up, you know, in terms of individually in the firm and, and, and whatnot. And you yep. mentioned how you're good at drawing. Um, you can draw things out and uh, paint a picture, yep. uh, I'm I'm sure. Yeah. Um, And, you know, on paper or in people's minds. And so you're able to illustrate things, um, you know, uh, figuratively and obviously, uh, you know, uh, in in real life, illustrate things to a a potential client in terms of the process, you know, the how, the what, the why, and, you know, the reason for everything, why this is there, why that is there. So there's no confusion in their mind and they, they buy into that plan, that process. And they're more likely to kind of, I, I suppose, stick to it because they they know the how, the why, and everything else, right? Yeah. They're not confused, so um, so I can understand why clients would love that kind of process and whatnot. And uh, so you explain everything up front. Um, you, mm-hmm. You're not one of those uh, folks that's like, you, you know, if you if you build, it, it'll come. You, you tell them, you know, what to build, what will come afterwards, you know, and, right? Uh, yeah, so, <laughs>
1: so, you know they're. Uh, the, the, uh, you're reminding me of the of the line that I'm hearing more is uh, you know we're we're building the plane as we're flying it and I get that there are times when you know you need to quickly change um, but that's not a great thing to hang your hat on you know uh, the fact that you can do that you know that more power to you uh, is that the way to 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 run it no so. Um, and, and, again, you know, that's probably where having a coach come in, having a consultant come in to your organization um, so that you're not feeling as though you're building the plane while you're flying it.
0: Right. And, you know, I, I'm more comfortable with the plane I'm in while it's flying already being built out already. Yeah. Uh, so I, I much prefer that, actually. So I, I yeah, see where you're yeah. coming from with that. <laughs> so, uh <laughs> I, I'm curious. Now, obviously, as a coach, you've helped a lot of folks and whatnot. And uh, even before you became a coach, I'm sure you've helped, you know, a lot of folks when you worked in HR and and, uh, and, and also at the school and whatnot. I, I'm curious.
1: Mm-hmm. Can you
0: tell us um, any of the, um, you know, some of the most uh, moving or entertaining stories from your life or career?
1: <laughs> you know, the the book that I'm writing, Luke, is one that is – um, that I was originally going to be, it was like the Life and Times of Human Resources kind of thing. It was going to be a collection of all of the um, crazy of uh, investigations that I had to do and probably, and, and the lessons learned from them. And probably the funniest one was when I had to um, investigate, there were three people. Um, I was working. For uh, London fog at the time, uh, wonderful coat manufacturer, uh, they had lots of um, they had lots of uh, outlet stores everywhere and there was a situation that happened where um, uh, almost a fight broke out between two employees and so I went in and did an investigation, and um, what had happened was that the manager and the assistant manager. Um, who were two guys had um, had a, a very um, uh, friendly but aggressive relationship towards one another, where they would like, you know, constantly you know smack down one another, all in good fun. Um, but that's how they communicated back and forth to each other, even you know in the store during hours. Well, they hired this woman who um, immediately kind of joined in in that. And um, they're like, no, 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 no. You can't be part of this. And she's like, oh, yes, I can. I can I can hang with you guys. And so they said, fine. And so um, the three of them would banter back and forth in unprofessional you know, fashion. And then, of course, you know what happened. One of them crossed the line, and it almost came to a fight. And then the manager did something really stupid. He told the two of them to go in the back and sort it out and don't come out until they, they get it fixed. And so I ended up having to go into, go in and do an investigation. Part of the complaint was the woman that during this this altercation, uh, the guy had leaned over and licked her on the cheek. And at this point, I'm just, like, shaking my head. I'm like, all right, so here's a person that you hate, and he hates you, and you're having an argument. It's almost coming to fisticuffs, and he allegedly leans over and licks you on the cheek. Wow. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, the, the, the book that I was originally going to write was called um, What Were You Thinking?, because that's yeah. honestly the question that I would ask people right before I fired them as I was doing the interview. and I was like, okay, I need to get rid of this person and And I would ask, so, you know, Joe, um before I fire you, i've got one question left for you. Um, when you leaned over and, and licked this woman, what were you thinking <laughs> and And sure enough, Luke, this is no lie. Nine times out of ten, the guy would come back and he'd be like and, and he would give me this explanation as to why he leaned over and licked her, or you know did whatever stupid thing that I had to fire him for. And nice. I'm just like, oh my gosh, it, you know. So, so to all the people listening, if um, if you ever want to hear a good story, go find someone who works in human resources. Say we're going out for a couple of beers, buy them <laughs> beers, and just sit back and listen to them tell all of the stories that they have to tell. Because you will, you know, it's that old adage that um, truth is stranger than fiction. Because brother, believe me, when you're in HR. Um, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. <laughs>
0: wow, that, that's amazing, and that's a that is a funny um, and kind of absurd kind of story. In in terms of, I'm not even sure I want to know the explanation for why he did that. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
0: I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was,
1: yeah, it's it, it's all very interesting. All very hey, interesting. I
0: I imagine so. Um, you know, it's interesting. You talked about. How humans would act like they're toddlers um, at HR. Yeah. I can see that, and I'm going to take you up on your advice. I'm going to find the, you know, the nearest HR person I know. I'm going to take him out for drinks and have a, a good belly laugh. And, um, and I'm it. going to be doing that. And uh, absolutely, that will get done. And uh, so, thank you, you know, for sharing that story. Um, I, you know, I, uh, I found it to be kind of weird, but also um, uh, amusing at the same time. Uh, well you now, asked for absurd,
2: didn't you? <laughs> yes,
0: yes, I absolutely did. And um and uh and I'm glad you shared that, you know, uh story with me. I I am curious now though, you know, obviously uh, we've been talking a lot about relationships and the importance of uh you know having mentors and whatnot and you know, yep. I, I believe that you need to have a team. You know, teamwork makes a dream work and that you know, yep. team stands for Together Everyone Achieves More. And uh, so I'm I'm curious, you know, and uh, when it comes to networking and meeting people and and relying on referrals as a way, as a key aspect to being successful and getting clients, now, you know, that's how we met through introductions. I'm curious, what's the best way for one to go about networking and getting to a point where they can solely rely on referrals uh, for new business?
1: Yeah. Um, You know, I actually run a workshop on how to network, uh, like when you're, you know, we're, we're all getting back to being, uh, you know, in person again, which is wonderful. Um, and I actually run a, run a workshop out of that, and I make it a game. Um, I, I think it's important to remember, Luke, that um, number one, you know, almost half the people, if not half the people in the United States at least, are somewhat introverted. You know, the, you know, if you draw that line, Myers-Briggs does this, and you draw that continuum, and, you, you know, here's the 50% mark where, you know, you're either on the, the side where you're at least a little bit, uh, or a lot extroverted, or a little bit, or a lot introverted. You know, half the people there, uh, half the people in our country there, about are are introverted, and uh, and it's very difficult even for the extroverted people to kind of go up and begin to meet people. And so there are, there are lots of different ways to skin this cat. Um, the easiest way that I can give you right now is to kind of do exactly what happened with us, is, you know, I I knew Mike, you knew Mike, and you call up, you know, and, and, and I think it's very important to keep in touch with the people who really impress you. Mike obviously is an impressive person. That's why you and I stay in touch with him re- regularly. And, you know, and you have that honest conversation, you know, hey, Mike, what's going on with you? Um, boom, boom, boom. Hey, Rod, what's going on with you? Boom, boom, boom. What is it that you know? You're looking to do. How can I help you? Uh, And and then you just start thinking because uh, you know a warm introduction is far better than trying to get out there and cold call. And if I know that Mike says that Luke's a good guy, then I'm far more uh, likely to get in touch with him than uh, you know than than if that doesn't happen. If someone that I trust highly recommends somebody. Um, that's what I'm going for. So, here's what I would, uh, you know, here's a challenge that I, would, that I would put to the listeners: is pick five people that you really know, like, and trust, and have a conversation with them, and uh, let them know what it is that you in, you are interested in finding, looking for, and um, ask them, you know, do you know anybody that might make a good connection for me, and then ask them to do that introduction on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. I'm a big fan of LinkedIn in part because you can write messages to one another and, you know, like like after this one, I'm definitely jumping on LinkedIn and, I'm, and I'd be like, hey, it was awesome talking to you today. Thank you so, so much for having me on your podcast. I really enjoyed it. Whatever I can do, uh, you know, to help out in the future, please let me know. And then three months from now, I can go back through my list of messages and I can see, oh, yeah, I had that conversation with Luke back in April and I should really touch base with him because he's such an awesome person and I need to see how he's doing and how I can help him. Um, So that's the challenge is get five personal um, professional friends and reach out to them and say, let's have, you know, a cup of coffee, adult beverage, you know, Zoom meeting for 20 minutes, catch up with each other, see how we can help one another with the goal being, you know, who's someone that, you know, let's let's find five people that we can put each other in touch with and do me the favor of introducing me on LinkedIn by saying, Hey folks, uh, I want to make a quick introduction. Uh, Luke, I want to introduce you to Mike. Mike is boom, boom, boom. Mike, I want to introduce you to to, to Luke. Luke is boom, boom, boom. Hope you guys can connect sometime soon. Best Rod. And that's a golden way to do it because, You've done the introduction. It's a warm introduction. Both people feel okay, I can trust this. And then it's on them to, to make it happen.
0: Absolutely. And uh I think that's excellent advice. And thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and wisdom on this subject. And uh, you know, networking is something I I'm always trying to learn more and more about and not only yep. learn it, but also apply what I learned. And uh, it's interesting, you know, every time I have a guest on, I learn something new. You talked a lot about, you mentioned Myers-Briggs, which I'm familiar with. It's like a personality test or whatnot. And you mentioned that about half the population is introverted. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, being an introvert has has its strengths, it has its weaknesses. But unfortunately, uh, (laughs) a lot of success comes from knowing a lot of people. So being an introvert sort of puts you at a disadvantage, I I, I would imagine. Yeah, you know. And so, but you know, but hey, but introverts have some some other strengths and um I always recommend the book Quiet by Susan Cain for uh for mm-hmm. everyone to read. Great book on the strengths of being an introvert, but unfortunately it does have its weaknesses. And you know, so obviously when you're an introvert, you have to sort of push yourself to meet people. I'm an introvert, believe it or not. Some people find that hard to believe, but I am. And yeah. uh It's, it's, it's tough, you know, and obviously when you're an introvert, you have to basically, you get, you have a battery, it has to, you know, be charged and recharged is my understanding, which is so true. Um, It gets drained and then you got to recharge and da 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 But I I let myself do it. Right. And, but, you know, but LinkedIn, which you mentioned, uh, it really is helpful. For introverts and for everyone, obviously, because yep. you know, LinkedIn allows you to also to do intentional networking. You know, if I want to meet a lot of chiropractors, for example, I, mm-hmm. I want to reach out to chiropractors. I can put in the search, "Hey, chiropractors," and a lot pops up. And you know, I have a yep. lot of second level connections, which I'm, I'm very uh, thankful for, and who are co- mm-hmm. chiropractors. So I can reach out to them and uh, and whatnot and offer them something of value, uh, not sell them something, but something like of value. Um, right, and, right. and then that's how I like to do it. And uh, it's curious. Now you talked a lot about referrals. Um, the, the great thing about referrals is they're easier to close. There's a higher trust factor. It's not, it's warm, it's not cold. And I believe that's, yep. uh, to be true. You know, the best salespeople get to a point where they rely mostly or solely on referrals. You're, you know, you're talking about accountants, chiropractors, real estate agents, right. you know, mortgage brokers, they're to the right. point where it's almost all referrals. And, you know, and the way they do that is that, you know, they they talk with folks, but then they maintain those relationships. They stay in touch with them. You talked about the importance of the follow-up, right, yes. when you explained Absolutely. the five-person challenge. So important. You know, my understanding is that there was a, a salesperson who had the Guinness record. He was like a car salesperson. And I think his uh-huh. name was Gerard, Gerardi, and he, they said the way he did it was that he would send out letters and postcards to people on on important days, uh, dates of the year yep. like anniversaries, and you know he would keep in touch with people. So what what ended up happening is that people would just come in and just buy a car from it, and he didn't really have to sell people. Um, right. You know he he sold by appointment, around the clock, and he had this huge record of selling a ton of cards, uh, blowing almost every other car salesperson, the average you know car sales out of the water because he it's all because about he relationships. Right. And
1: all that relationships. Know,
0: you know, and it's funny, you know, because uh, I, I read networking books by and there was one I read by Ivan Misner, the founder of B and I. You might be familiar with uh-huh. him in the and the organization. Yep. He he says that in the book uh, you never have to sell a friend. Right. Right. So <laughs> you know? uh, right. there's there's a lot of truth to that and uh, so um you know, so it's uh, I think it's uh, a lot it's something that a lot of people overlook and networking is a long term game. Uh, you're farming, yep. you're planting seeds, it's not about hunting, and, you know, it exactly. takes time for it to bear fruit. That's why you talk about the follow-up, you know. Um, yep. Uh, you're not going to, you know, it's not about trying to get something right away, so it, it's uh, it's not instant gratification, but it's a long-term. Right, right. And, and, uh, and, and that's the thing. And, you know, there's a book, uh, well, I can go on and on and on about that, but I <laughs> I, I won't do that. Um, so uh, here's the thing. I always like to give this question to people because I, I found out about this question. So it's uh, such an important question to give people when you're networking. And I, I found out about it through uh, Bob Burt's uh, excellent book, Endless Referrals. Um, don't know if you've read it. Definitely highly recommend it. Um, no. okay. I'm going to give you the question that, right now. What would I have to hear from someone in order to refer them to you?
1: I, you know, just that Rod's the guy. <laughs> you know, that's um, you know, I, I think that in all honesty, um, uh, you know, having someone th- that can sing your praises, you know, um, you know that hey, if if you need this, Rod's your guy, Luke's your guy, Mike's your guy. Um, you know, if if I mean honestly, my or um, if if someone says hey, you got to talk to this guy, it really makes you think ah, I should probably talk to this guy, right? Absolutely, and, yeah and uh, you know so that uh, you know the the best compliment um that uh, that i think maybe you could get is um having someone say Luke's the guy right okay
0: all right so i'm going to go around telling people Rod's the guy and
2: <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> gonna make Great it rain referrals.
0: That. No, I I do like it. I think it's excellent advice. You want to get to that point with folks where they like they know like and trust you so much that they just point blank say, hey, he's the guy, he's the gal, and whatnot. not yeah. And uh, you know, I I, I believe that um, you know it's very critical. And then when people feel that passion, right? Uh, when you're making mm-hmm. that suggestion, they're like, okay, I mean, well maybe I need to figure out who this guy is, you know, <laughs> this yeah, guy yeah, yeah. Is, <laughs> and, and, uh, so you want to get to that point where um, you have your advocates and your ambassadors, um, you know, singing your praises and whatnot. And so, uh, you know, I, I believe that to be very vital, uh, for your success. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I, I'm curious now, um, you know, we've been talking a lot about referrals and networking and whatnot. And, um, I wanted to know uh, what um, what advice would you give to someone who is looking. Now you talked about this already, and um, uh-huh. you kind of answered this question in advance, which is fine, more than fine. Um, what advice would you give to someone who's looking for a coach? Um, you know, uh, you know. What advice would you give to someone who, not necessarily, is looking for a coach? Let me back up a little second. But what advice would you give to someone who wants to be a coach? Excuse me, who wants to do what you do? um what what would you say to them
1: uh, same as i would for for anything why do you want to do that? you know why uh, you know what is it about being a coach? what is it about being uh an accountant what is it about being a podcast host what is it about that that makes you want to do it and unless you can truthfully answer because I want to uh, you know in in this case. I love, and I, I can say this to, to the face of God. I love making people and organizations better. That's, it. and anyone that knows me well will shake their head and yep, yep. Rod loves to make people and organizations better, and if I can do that directly myself, great. If if um, if I can do that by introducing them to Mike or somebody else, that's what I'll do. Um, so I, you know, figure out why you want to be that, and it has to be sincere because there are a lot of people out there who are, you know, oh, it's sexy to be this and, um you know, and to call myself this or whatever. um Okay, well, you know, there are a lot of people out there, unfortunately, in the coaching field that uh, are becoming a coach just because, you know, that's the cool hip thing to do now. um You know, and and think about who is it that you really want to help? you know why why do you want to help that that group of people um and is it you know and, and it should be you know this is my niche these are the people that I love I love them because of this and I'll give you I'll give you an example one group of people that I love to work with are young professionals ones that that are from 17 to 34 people that are beginning to make their way into corporate america beginning to make their way up the ladder, beginning to start their own business. I love working with those young people because when I was that age, I didn't have a mentor I didn't have a, coaches really uh, you know I'm, I'm not quite as old as dinosaurs but you know um, but I but there was no one really around to talk to to guide me and that's kind of my payback is I love working. With, with young people. I can work with anybody, um, almost. Um, there are certain people that I like to work with. There are certain industries that I like to work with. Um, but that's really what you have to ask yourself is, why do I want to become a coach? And hopefully it's not about, you know, the potential money. Hopefully it's not because it's sexy. It's because you really do want to get in and use your passion and use your experience to help someone get over that obstacle that they're struggling with, and once you do that, you know what do people love to talk about the most, Luke? Themselves. Themselves. Right. <laughs> so, so, so you know that's that's why I'm here talking with you because I love talking now. Um, but but I do like sharing my experiences. So go out and find someone who is a coach and just start picking at their brain, like, you know, how did you get into it? Why are you, why do you do this? What niche, that, you know, do you work with and why? Um, and the good ones will share it with you. The, the good ones won't feel intimidated. The good ones, um, you know, will share, you know, ups and downs of, of being a coach or, or any field, really, um, and learn from them. And then when you are done that conversation with them, you know, bounce that off, the walls of your head and say, okay, is what Sally just told me about being a coach, is that really what I want to do? Because there's a lot of behind-the-scenes work. It's like being a therapist almost. Um, it's There's a lot of behind-the-scenes work that you have to do. It's not just sitting down and, and you know, talking with them over a cup of coffee and telling them this is what you need to do. If you're going to do it right, understand that there's a lot more behind-the-scenes stuff that you need to do if you're going to be really good at this. And that means um, time by yourself, it means it means taking notes, it means rewriting notes, it means making a plan, it means having that plan ready before your next meeting. Um, it, it involves a lot, and you have to be, you know, you have to be sincere with yourself, which means being sincere with the people that are going to be, um, you know, potentially your clients, that you are there to do them well.
0: Absolutely love that advice, and and thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. You know, I could I could feel your passion uh, for for coaching and what you do, Thanks. and I <laughs> I think it's amazing. I definitely want to check out the book when you when you when you, when it's out. Um, um you know, keep me posted on that. Definitely would love yep, to yep. know more about, um, you know, what, you know, what you do as a coach. I, I'm I'm curious. Now you talked a lot about, you know, you want to help folks because you want to do it. This is something you truly feel passionate about as you know, like you do, it can't be uh-huh. doing it for the money. Can't, you know, the money's just a bonus. This has to be something you'd perhaps like to do for yeah. free or you'd get joy, you know? And so it, and a lot of people want to be a coach because it's sexy but obviously those people don't last long because that, that passion no. is not there because cause it's the passion that will see you through, right? Yep. You know, because it's tough, right? You said there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. It's um, yep. a lot of stuff that uh, doesn't look sexy but is not often portrayed, yes. right, in, uh, yeah. to folks in the beginning. And, you know, you said before that you have a passion for wanting to help people and teams get better, and you, you get right. a kick out of that. And I, I've noticed, yes, I too, th- um, that for a lot of people, um, teaching others what they know um, tends to be something that they do get a lot of joy from. You know, you look at the school uh-huh. teachers who don't make a lot of money, um, yeah. uh, particularly in states like Oklahoma and elsewhere. and, and But uh-huh. they, they do it. Why? Because they love teaching, right? Right. And you, you have to think to yourself, wow, you know, God bless them, right? <laughs> you know?
2: Yes, and, absolutely.
1: Uh, absolutely.
2: <laughs>
0: Right. And uh, so, I, I, you know, you look at that, and, and, and there is a joy of, that comes, again, from imparting your wisdom to others that, that's hard to explain. You know, I, I had a guest on the yeah. show, love to introduce you to him. Um, his name was uh, Craig DiVizio, and uh, he's out in Atlanta, and um, he was, uh, again, a guest, and he also has his own podcast. I'd love to introduce you to him, and you you perhaps cool. be a guest on his show. Um, Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And he he talked a lot about he was a counselor at first, and then he became a teacher. And then all of a sudden, it, the first moment, um, you know, that first time he became a teacher, he he was hooked. Uh-huh. <laughs> like he he yeah. wouldn't go back. It, it was just, it just it, you know it just it, the whole experience um, you know did something for him that that he totally loved. And so um, I'm I'm curious now. You talked a lot about how. Um, obviously people uh, love to talk about themselves and they're all tuned into that, um, that, uh, station, what's in it for them. And, um, so that's so true. And I, I actually like to use that to my advantage when it comes to networking. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that, you know, so, um, so, you know, that's why I started the podcast is so I could start relationships by offering value to people and, 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 you know, it's an excellent way to, um, to network and whatnot. Um, One hundred percent, you know, absolutely. And I think actually you would make a great podcaster, but we can get to that later. Um, (laughs) uh, uh, I'm curious. Now you talked about this already. Um, I kind of got ahead of myself and and actually um, uh, I gave you this question a little too early on, I believe. But if you wanted to add on to it, what advice would you give to someone um, who perhaps is uh, looking for a coach like yourself? and wants an excellent coach, well, you're not available, you know, you're busy, you're on vacation, you got your hands yep. full, and, you know, they, they could go yep. to you, but, but you're not, you know, you're not free. And um, so what, what would you uh, – how should they go about looking for the, the right kind of coach?
1: Well, it kind of goes back to a little bit what we were talking about. You, you want someone, you know, if, if someone can say, Luke's the man, Rod's the man, Mike's the man, uh, you know, that's what you really want to hear. But, it, again, it really is what do you want to get better at, um and you know and you know it's like buying a car you know you really need to look at you know do i need a four cylinder or a six cylinder do i need um you know a, a four door or two door um you know what is it that you want and you need to have like a grocery list of the must haves and the like to haves and um and then ask for references and you should be asking you know so i understand you use rod why did you pick rod uh boom 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 well does does rod do this and how does rod uh, you know um you know how accessible is rod um what's rod's rates um you know what what value add does rod have tell me about rod's background and why you think that helps um you know those are the questions that you should really uh, you know it's it's very easy trust me it's very easy to spend a lot of money on a coach and there are as we've mentioned there are more and more coaches that are coming out there um ones who really maybe shouldn't become coaches or 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 shouldn't be you know should still be working on becoming a good coach versus um doing coaching or offering coaching right now Um, so make sure you are getting referrals make sure you you know that your your questions and those questions need to be specifically about what is it that you want to improve upon and why? And I think that's the best I can give you there.
2: Thank you
0: so much for that advice. And it's interesting. It goes back to what you said um, in, the, in your last answer. You, you mentioned how as a coach, a lot of effective coaches have niches, right? And you talked yep. about your niche, uh, young professionals. You can work with anyone, but you you uh, particularly like to go with the young professionals uh, between the ages mm-hmm. of 17 to 34. I love how you have the age, uh, the avatar down and, and whatnot so important (laughs) and uh you know it's interesting you know there's an expression i don't know if you heard it the the riches are in the niches right
2: yeah
0: yeah uh, it's uh so critical and i guess um it's best if you're looking for a coach to find the kind of coach that helps the the kind of person you are right if you're a young professional you can look for for rod and whatnot and, it go and you know, there's excellent advice someone gave me when it comes to requesting referrals from others. You always want to be specific and, and niche uh-huh. down. Uh, a lot uh-huh. of times people like to be very broad and say, hey, I'll go with anybody or somebody, but there's no one out yeah. there named anybody or somebody, right? Uh, right,
1: right. And uh, so and, and, very important. And, and beware yeah. of the person that says that they can do anybody or somebody, um, you know. Uh, because you know you, you don't know what you're going to get there. You know, like I said, I can help a lot of people, but there, there, there. I know what works best for me. And if it's someone who's like, hey, I want to, you know, do, you know, D D E F, and I'm better at A B C. If I'm really worth my weight, and you know, if I, if I'm if I'm who I should be, I'm going to be. Let me introduce you to somebody who can help you with D E F. So, so you want to make sure, you know you know, explain to me why I should pick you because I'm, I'm looking for D E F. So, yeah.
0: Absolutely. And, um, uh, and so I, I think uh, the advice and wisdom you shared is beyond excellent. And, um, Thank you. you got it. I'm curious. Now you dropped a lot of wisdom here with us. What other, um, important life lessons have you learned yourself or from others along the way that you'd like to share with us?
1: Um, you know, uh, be true to yourself, Uh, you know, um, celebrate the person that you are. Um, Always try to improve yourself. And the way that you improve yourself is by creating um, informal mentorships. Uh, And that's a whole other podcast that you and I can do. Something that I love to talk about. I I give a presentation on how to, you know, successfully create informal mentorships. But um, essentially it's finding people who, you want to be like when you grow up. Um, and I think that's important. And, um, you know, and don't be afraid to, again, celebrate who you are. If you like geeky things, don't be afraid to be a little geeky in public um, because you will attract people who are similar to you. Someone told me a quote that I love. Um, about a year and a half ago, and I will never forget this quote. There are people out there waiting to love you. There are people out there waiting to love you. And it doesn't matter what you do. If If you boldly step into the place that this is who I am and this is what I am not, the people, number one, the real people, the people that are worth their weight Will be good for you, Rod. Good, good for you, Mike. Good for you. Look, you know, you might not be for me, but good for you. And the people that are that get into what you're doing are like, oh my God, it's another one of us! Hooray! You know, let's, let's go, let's go celebrate that person. Let's go love on that person. And um, and the world needs leaders, and leadership comes from confidence. And so, you know. Find what you want to be. Find a mentor. Find a coach that will help you build confidence and become a beacon to the world.
0: Excellent advice. I loved it a lot. You know, every time you talk, I write a lot of stuff down, just just so you know. (laughs) Uh, That's why I love to do audio interviews. Yeah, cool. it doesn't look good when it's when it's visual. But uh, I think you, know, you you basically said that it's it's so important that people understand they have to do you, they have to be true to themselves, yeah. right? And uh, you know, yeah. people really really love authenticity. They really do. You yeah, know? Um, they do. You know, and it, it's funny because you know when you try to please everyone, you end up pleasing no one, right? And, right. And it's and it's so true. And you know, if you're true to yourself, it's you know you're you get to. Sleep well at night, understanding that, hey, I'm me and and that's it. And then you attract the kind Mm -hmm. of people that want you and your life is more fulfilled that way instead of trying to be 100 different things, 100 100 different people. And, uh, Mm you know, that's I think it's uh, very critical advice. Uh, Thank you for sharing it. And you talked a lot about informal mentorships, uh, how you help people with that. I'd love to have you come back on the show. Um, that's not a problem at all. You could talk a lot we could talk a lot about informal mentorships. You know, so many sure. people love teaching for free. You know, it's funny. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um you'd be surprised. Yeah. Yeah and so uh, something that people really need to understand you talk a lot about how you should reach out to folks who are at the level you want to be at and 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 take yep. them out for coffee pick their brains you you want to be like a zombie you want to take that brain and yeah. you know and yeah uh, <laughs> I like
2: that <laughs> it, eat, eat away at that brain brain <laughs> <laughs> uh, so
0: yeah yeah you yeah, so um uh so that is so important, um, you know, that, that informal mentorship. That is key. And uh, you also said you help folks with networking, um, so, and that ties in with informal mentorships, and that's how you yeah. find those folks through networking and, and whatnot. Um, so important. And, you know, I also think it's important for people to hang out with those who may be at the same level as them but also aspire to level up because they could all inspire Absolutely. each other, you know. And, Absolutely.
2: You know, it, and you know, you celebrate yeah. one another and and, right. and their
0: wins.
1: Don't be jealous. Yes. Celebrate them.
0: Yes, absolutely. And you know, it's so important because you notice. Um, I tell people this all the time. The number one key to success is other people. You know, uh, if yeah. you're not where you want to be, who are you hanging out with? You know, who are your friends? Yeah. You know? And it, it comes down to that, really, because um, you it know, really uh, you know yeah, it really does. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And a lot of people overlook this, and they they you know they hear this and don't apply it. And, you know, Jim Rohn said you're the combination of the five, four or five people to hang out with the most. And, you know, yeah. every group. Yeah. And, you know, every group has a group culture, a group homeostasis. And it's hard to break out of that homeostasis. You know, if you hang out with five millionaires, you're going to be the the sixth millionaire. And you're overweight. Mm-hmm. You hang out with fit people. You're going to lose weight. And uh, it just, yep. it's just it's just going to happen. And so I think a lot of people are not applying that principle. And that's why a lot of people in society are stuck. Because they're not hanging yeah. out with the right people. And so I and, tell you know, them it's
2: Go ahead.
1: Sorry. I I, I I think that's an excellent point. Uh you know, I would encourage your listeners to write down the names of the five people that they hang out with the most right now in their life. You know, um you know, not that you know, you have to work with the you know, you know, not, not not the people you work with, but the people that you choose to spend the most time with. And then look at that list and how does that list make you feel? And you're like, Meh, it's okay. Or yes, these are people that you know. These are my people. Or, oh my gosh, I really am yeah you know, with these five losers or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. and, and 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 unless your your answer to yourself, you don't have to share this with anybody, you know. But you know, but you know, as you're talking to yourself, having that internal dialogue, you know, you're like, um, yeah, you know, these are you know, these are the people I want to be like, you know. And I'll give a real quick example. I'm on a group that meets once a month. There, there are a handful of other coaches, and I tell these folks every once in a while, I was like, I don't know why you guys have me here because you're all awesome, and, <laughs> and but but it but they think the same thing about me, and so if you've got people that you think are awesome who think you're awesome, then you're doing okay for yourself, I guess, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's excellent advice. I'm glad that you shared it again. You you talked about how you need to write down the list of the uh, five people you hang out with the most and not people you work with, but, you know, hang out in your free time, you know, friends or whatnot. And, and just take an on a brutally honest look and and say, you know, are these folks going to help me level up? You know, are they, do we have a group culture or is there a group homeostasis that, that, Mm -hmm. you know, that is, you know, going to help me or hinder me? And, that's yeah. important advice, and uh, I've been and, doing this recently
1: and, in my own life. Yeah, go ahead. And and am and am I happy? Am I happy hanging right. with these five people? Because if you're right. not, then why are you doing it? Right.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. You know,
0: um, because you know, I noticed that when it comes to friendships, people aren't, aren't intentional with their friendships; it just happens mm-hmm. by chance. And that's you know, that, you, know it, you know, there's an old saying to make your own luck you know mm-hmm,
1: um, absolutely uh, i completely
0: yeah. believe in that yeah and uh, so you you got to look at that you know you, you don't want to you want to be proactive in life you don't want to be reactive um
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know you got to make things happen don't just wait for you know let let don't let things just happen to you um and yep. i think people do that with their friendships and mm-hmm. i think that really needs to start to change um and I, but you know there's folks like yourself who's getting the word out Um, and hoping that people apply this, and it's so important because, you know, they did a study on New Year's resolutions, you know, those promises people make that most people break. It turns out um, there was one factor that really helped to explode the success rate of people accomplishing their New Year's resolutions. I'm sure you know what it is already, and it's one word, accountability, right? (laughs) Yeah. Being held accountable (laughs) – Yeah. yeah, go ahead. That's,
1: yeah. that's one of the things that, uh, you know, it, it, as I believe everyone should have two mentors at any one given time, one for their personal life, one for their their, their professional life. You need to have at least one accountability partner. And that's somebody that you regularly check in with, and they're like, all right, Luke, you know, did you do this? You know, and, and you know, like, no, I didn't do it. Like, <laughs> all right, you know, or yes, I did it. I nailed it, and, and, and they celebrate. They're like, all right, way to go, dude. What's next, you know? But you need to have that regular check-in with that accountability partner, and you know that you know. All right, so the third thing we're going to have your listeners write down is who is your accountability partner, or who should be your accountability partner—someone that you, who you hold in esteem, um, that you know will will have fun with you, but it's not going to BS you and your what your goals are. They're, They're going to support what you are. Absolutely.
0: And uh, the accountabilities are so, uh, accountability partners are so important. And I'm sure you're familiar with the concept of a mastermind, um, yep, you know, having a mastermind group. It, it's like a, a board of directors, but a board of accountability yep. partners. Um, yep, I run and, one of those. Uh, so. Yes. And love masterminds. And, you know, also making your goals public. You know, when you make a goal to yourself, if you fail, only you know about it. So it doesn't mm-hmm. really hurt as much, but when you when right. you put it out there, hey, I want to lose a hundred pounds by the end of the year. Now it's got to get done because you told everyone you're going to do it. You know yep. now you, you know people peer pressure for the good, die. right? Yeah, yeah. You know it's peer pressure, but the good kind, and so that's another way you can do it. So it always comes down to this: the number one key to success is other people. You know, having, you know, networking, um, the best, uh, you know, like we talked about, that's how you found out about opportunities and job offers yep. and whatnot, and having people hold you accountable and mentors giving you tailored advice, and, you know, yep. having lots of uh, an audience, uh, fans who buy your stuff. You know, there's a um, there's a woman, Kylie Jenner, she's a Kardashian, and mm-hmm. uh, she became a, a billionaire because she had a large Instagram following. She had all these friends, yep. fans, and whatnot. So her makeup line sold out in a couple of days. And why? Because yeah. she she had the built-in network of fans and friends. And you know what they say, you never have to sell a friend. So they just bought right. it. Boom. And yep, yep. so there is something to that uh, concept of other people uh, be, uh, being the key to success. Uh, I'm, I'm curious now. Uh, You know, I feel like I can talk with you forever, but obviously
2: (laughs) um, (laughs) you're a
0: busy man, and I I get that, so we'll be uh, wrapping up soon. Um, I'm curious, uh, you know, we've been talking a lot about books and authors and whatnot, and you're coming out with your own book. Uh, What books, authors, or guru recommendations uh, would you like to make?
1: Um, There's a couple. Um, uh, uh, Atomic Habits I just picked up. And I really like it. Uh, it's called Atomic Habits. Uh, and then one that I just finished um, uh, is um, Predictable Success. And the thing that I like about Predictable Success is, um, you know, whether you're an entrepreneur, a uh, small business owner, or you, you know, are more of the C level in a bigger organization, um, is it tells you how to know in what cycle you are of of the business life and how, the, you know, what to recognize as warning signs um, and what to expect and how to stay in the good spots and, and keep away from the, from the bad spots. Um, there's also um, a, a book that I read just a short while ago that is uh, a fiction that I really loved. And um, I'm, I'm, Guessing on the name, I think it's the library or the librarian, and it's essentially it was a mind-blowing book. Um, it was essentially about a woman who was um, con- strongly considering suicide, and on her way to go do it, I think she was going to jump off a bridge. She noticed this building that had always, you know, just kind of blended in in her hometown, and she looked at it and she realized it was a bookstore. Uh, or and she went in and all the books look the same and so this librarian comes and, and greets her and said and explains to her that every book is her life had she made one different choice and so the book goes on about all these says so she reaches up and she reads this book what if i had done this when i was five instead of done doing the other thing what if i had made this choice to, to be with this person instead of, you know, breaking up with them? What if I had decided to, to uh, you know, drop out of college instead of finishing college? What would have happened to me? And it's an amazing mind-blowing book because it really gets you thinking about your life and the choices that you've made, the impact they've had and the choices that you have yet to make. And I just found that amazing.
2: Okay,
0: great.
1: Um uh, love the book recommendations i 've actually
0: already read one of them Atomic Habits by james clear um yep. excellent book uh, it it 's reminiscent of other uh personal development books i 've read like slight edge uh, um, you know by jeff Olson, uh, Olson and uh, mm-hmm. uh another one by John Maxwell called today Matters or, or you know what you do every day yep. uh, what not uh love John Maxwell because he uh writes a lot of books on leadership i 'm not too sure are you i 'm not too sure if you 're familiar with maxwell
1: um oh
2: yeah and,
0: Oh, you are okay. Um,
1: oh yes, yes, um, yes. In leadership circles, you can't swing a bat without without hitting the John Maxwell <laughs> book or uh, or um, praiser. So yeah, absolutely,
0: definitely. And what was the last author you mentioned? Praiser. What?
1: No, 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 meaning someone who is who is praising him. Oh, so, sorry.
0: But, yeah. sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry about that. Um, the and then you also mentioned predictable success. Um yep. uh definitely gonna look into that. Now you mentioned the other book with the story about the woman and the library and whatnot. I wanna uh, look into that. I need to f- uh, find out what the title of it was. um did you mm-hmm. do you know what it was?
1: Um I, I you know, I actually picked up my phone and started looking at you have to excuse me. I I I didn't mean to um no <laughs> to break away here at all. Um but it was called um the the librarian, I believe. Um okay. uh, but what I'll do is I will look it up. I will send a note to you, and maybe in the uh, podcast notes you can. Um, like, this is All what right. Rod was trying to come up with.
0: <laughs> no worries, that's perfectly fine. Um, definitely, the the story and the premise of the book uh, uh, really hits home with me because I, I know that's true for my own self. If I, you know, I, I wish I could go back in time and and, and done this, and I know if I had made this decision, that decision, but obviously um, life doesn't work that way. <laughs> As you, you know, hindsight 2020, 20, foresight's
1: not. So, you know. Actually, I, um, I got it. I got it. It's called the Midnight Library. I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah. it's The Midnight Library. It's okay. Amazing to interrupt. book. Um, all right,
0: I'm going to check that book out. Uh, I'm going to see if it's on my Scribd account, um, and then take a look there. And yeah. so, I'm now. This is the point in the interview where I, I tell the guests, you know, are you you plan on writing your own book, but you are. So, um, mm-hmm. if you want to take a moment to talk about that, uh, my understanding is that it talks about leadership and sports and how the two intersect.
1: Yeah, well, uh, it's called Downset Lead, and um, it's kind of the chronology of leadership and and how it should take place. Meaning, when you first step into an office, uh, you know how to quickly, um, you know, take in what's going on. Um, the dynamics, the culture, and then um, how to how to make the changes that you may need to make uh, in order to make it a high-performing team. And I use a, I, I It doesn't directly relate to sports, but I use a lot of football motif through it, kind of like downset hike. It's downset lead, and um, and like I said, it's it's great for I think especially new leaders, um, young managers. Uh, or folks that just really like to kind of read things that relate to football, American football uh, and movie quotes because they're, you, you, you know movie quotes always make things better right
0: absolutely can 't wait to check out the book i 'm definitely going to get it i 'll be the first person online to buy it. Uh, just Thank keep you. me posted on that. you got it and um, definitely love personal development books. So I, I'm curious, uh, would you ever uh, start your own uh, podcast? I think you'd be great as a podcaster, believe me.
1: You know, I gave it um, really serious consideration, um, and I was going to call it Bosses and Brews, and I was just going to, you know, say, all right, you know, we have Luke on today, and, um, <laughs> you know, we're talking about this, and, and you could have a brew, and, you know, it could be a coffee could be a tea or it could be a beer. And we'd say, well, hey, what are you drinking today? And what are we talking about today? And, um, and then, but, you know, life happens. And I had all these other things going on. I was very lucky um, that I was getting um, lots of people who wanted to work with me. And I found out that it might be easier if I just do a webinar. And so that's what I've been doing. Um, unfortunately, I'm winding it up uh, It'll probably. I'm only going to probably do about six or seven more episodes, um, and then I'm. It's time, just going time to hang that one up on the hook, and I'll probably get into something else. Um, my webinars run every other Wednesday, typically, and it's just called Small Business, uh, the, the, the Small Business Webinar, um, and I have really interesting, I think, uh, folks on there. The we uh, had one yesterday, uh, and we taught. I had. Four people that I really really like who are avid readers, and we talked about what are your favorite business books and how and and this is you know talk about difference makers and how you differentiate each other and, and uh, or, or from from other folks and I think this is one of them for me is when I give a talk when when I'm presenting something I I make sure that my folks have. A walkaway list to do, kind of like how we're, you know, how we talk about. Okay, write these five things down. Write these five things down. Write this one thing down. Um, I I want to make sure that people get the bang for their buck when they hire me, and so it's you have something to walk away with. And so uh, in this application, it was it can't just be a book that you like. You have to be able to talk about how the lessons in the book are immediately applicable to what. What is going on in your business or your organization? And we had a really good conversation about that. And so, um, I'm, I'm, my goal is to do 50. I've done 43 now, so I've got seven more. Um, and I can, uh, you know, drop you the notes that you can put in the in the podcast notes if you want about how to find that one. Um, it's on Eventbrite, and um, and I have a lot of fun doing it. Podcasting, man, I don't know how to how you do it. In, in all honesty because i know that you put in a lot of time and work and i've i've listened to your podcasts i and, and i love the way you do this you're really good at it you're really good at it and um uh yeah you know, so hats off to you um it uh, you know i'm 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 just i I'm, I'm taking the easy way out right now just doing webinars
2: Absolutely.
0: Well, you know, webinars, nothing wrong with that. And, you know, I'm definitely going to check out the webinars. Let me know more about that. I'll definitely put that in the the show notes. And, uh, you know, I I, I definitely think you'd make a great podcaster. Uh, You know, it could work around your schedule and you could do a podcast uh, for free with Anchor. I'm just going to give them Mm -hmm. the plug. And, you know, uh, because uh, I think you have a lot of information, wisdom to share. It allows you to, just like your book, to share that your wisdom far and wide. But obviously, I understand that there's a time. Issue, you know, you have to, you know, coach clients and whatnot and teams. So, mm-hmm. totally get it. But um, if you ever did focus on a podcast, I I know it would be great. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, thank you,
2: know,
0: you. You know, so absolutely. So, and thank you for your your, your kind words. Um, you know, I, I try with this podcast, and um, you know, it's it's growing you all do the a time. Great job. It's getting,
1: you oh, do you. a great oh, yeah. job. You've, 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 you've got a great format. You have a great voice. Um, you know, so just keep rocking it, man.
2: <laughs>
0: you're making me blush here, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Rod. <laughs> Tell me, so, I'm the um... first person
1: to make you blush on your podcast? <laughs> no, you're definitely In a good not the way. In a good way. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yes, in a good way. Yes, you're, I'm, I'm, you're certainly not the first. And so, thank you so much for the kind words. Definitely appreciated. And um, so as we uh, wrap up our our great, wonderful, enlightening, and educational conversation, can you um, go ahead and describe all the ways that people can reach out and connect with you, Rod?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, My favorite way to connect with people is through LinkedIn. Um, So just look me up there. It's Rod, R-O-D, as in hot, golden, or lightning, Rod. Rod. Hopefully you got that. Uh, last name is Born, B-O-U-R-N, no E at the end. I tell people it's like Jason's older brother. Um, taught him everything I knew, and then I got out of the service myself. So Rod Bourne <laughs> on LinkedIn. Um, you can look me up on, uh, on Facebook. Uh, my company is Downset Lead, uh, just kind of like Downset Hike, but Downset Lead. Visit us on our website. Uh, and would love to communicate with you guys. So, uh, you know, feel free to drop me a note, um, you know, reach out to me on LinkedIn and let's connect.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much for that. And just so you know, all, all that information you shared with us will be, um, it you know, could be seen and read in the show notes. So we're, we're going to put that all there so people can see it and they can, um, you know, reach out and connect with you and put a, uh, you know, a center of influence, you know, uh, <laughs> like Appreciate yourself in their network. That. You got it. and Thank you. So you got it. Um, so I guess this is the part where I, uh, I you know, give the guests uh, the option of, you know, is there a last word you or final send off you want to tell us or tell the audience?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, let's, let's go back to the challenge. Um, you know, find, uh, you know, what is it that you want to be when you grow up and find people who are willing to talk to you about, how to get there, Um, use both mentors and coaches, create the informal mentorships, Um, find the coach, make sure it's someone that is really going to do the work for you, make sure that they have recommendations, and dive in. Uh, You know, um, you get what you pay for in this world. Um, There might be some that you can't afford, but I think that you can afford most coaches. Um, But just make sure that, you know, it's not someone who – just decided to hang up a shingle last month It's like, Oh yeah, I'm going to be a coach. Um, and then, um, you know, look at that list of the people that you're hanging with. And, you know, these are all the different things that a coach will ask you about or that you can initiate conversation with your coach with. And, uh, you know, it it, it goes back to that question, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? It doesn't matter if you're listening to this and you're 24, 44, 64. We're all, we all still got some growing to do, and um, just find someone. Dive in. Go enjoy life. Be true to yourself, and, um, and there are people out there waiting to love you. Go find them.
2: Absolutely
0: love that wisdom and advice. This is an episode I'll definitely be listening and re-listening to. Um, oh, know, thank you. You got it. Yeah, it definitely will be. Thank you so much for the that last word and final send off. I want to thank you again for being a, a guest on the show. I'm sure you spent longer talking to me than you originally thought you would be. <laughs> that usually this happens. is a blast.
1: It was <laughs> a blast. It flew. I had a really good time. Thank you. You're you're awesome. What you do, keep doing it. You're helping people, and that's that's that, important.
0: You got it. Absolutely. And I can't wait to introduce you to other podcasters as well. Um, I'm definitely going to be doing that. I know quite a few, so we can get that going. Thank you. you got it. And um, so, again, I uh, I want to thank you for being a guest. I want to thank the audience uh, for listening to this uh, wonderful uh, chat that Rod and I had. Um, I'm going to be seeing you guys in the uh, next episode. Um, everyone have a wonderful day. Thank you and take care.
3: Hey, guys, before you go, just real quick. Um, if you can just do me a favor, if you can head over uh, to the uh, Apple Podcasts app, and if you're not there already, and if you can leave me a five-star review, that would be great. Um, If you love the show, if you can just go ahead and do that, and that will help uh, to spread the word about the show, and other people can enjoy the show as much as you do. And so if you can do that, that would mean the world to me. And also, if you want to email me, Uh, with any feedback or any praise or support, um, please feel free to go ahead and do that. And you can also email me to request to be put on our email list. Uh, So uh, we can uh, send you out emails uh, when new episodes come out. So uh, thank you very much for being a fan of the show. Thank you for listening to the show and supporting the show. So if you can do that, go out and give us a a five-star review on the Apple podcast, Uh, app. That would be great. And if you can email us so we can put you on the email list and email us with feedback and praise, that'd be amazing. Uh, Thank you so much. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye.